Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 47. And since we had such a good response from praise and encouragement last time, I thought I would do praise and encouragement too, uh, subtitling it The Cheerleader. Um, since it's uh, such an important skill for leaders to have. And I wanted to start by sharing, uh, by doing a shout out to a a colleague that um, con- consistently does this, and it's Danny Steele. And he's a university professor and principal, and he does what's called uh, at Steele Thoughts. So he does some real positive tweets, and I do follow him as well as many others. And like John Gordon, he does a lot of positivity stuff, which fits what we totally talk about in uh, building a positive culture and building people up. And he always tweets um, excellent positive thoughts and encouraging. And he does, uh, he's also done um, a couple books he has, that I know of, uh, Essential Truths for Principals and Essential Truths for Teachers. And that's by Danny Steele and Todd Whitaker, um, both authors on that. And his um, tweet I thought I'd share fits totally with what we're talking about. Uh, He said, I passed a colleague in the hall today, and she said three words that lifted my soul. It meant the world to me. And I was reminded of the potential we all have to elevate our colleagues. Encouraging words never get old. Never. So the things that you say do mean it, mean a lot to the people that you're sharing with. And I thought I would share from a small book that was a John Maxwell book uh, that is called Encouragement Changes Everything. And it's some of these are excerpts from his uh, larger books and volumes, which I have all of because I uh, John Maxwell is a favorite leadership author of mine. And I'd like to share this first one from this book and it says there are three kinds of people in the world today there are uh, well poisoners who discourage you and stomp on your creativity and tell you what you can't do there are lawnmowers people who are well-intentioned but self-absorbed they tend to their own needs mow their own lawns and never leave their yards to help another person finally there are life enhancers People who reach out to enrich the lives of others, to lift them up and inspire them. We need to be life enhancers, and we need to surround ourselves with life enhancers. And that was actually from Walt Disney, uh, written by Walt Disney. And then I wanted to share another piece from this. And this was a little short story. And it's still from that same book um, from John Maxwell. And this story was actually uh, adapted from his Roadmap to to Success book, his larger volume. And it says, Believe in Yourself. Several years ago, an experiment was performed in a school in the San Francisco Bay Area. A principal called in three teachers and said, Because you three teachers are the finest in the system and you have the greatest expertise, we're going to give you 90 selected high IQ students. We're going to let you move these students through this next year at their pace and see how much they can learn. The three faculty members, the students and the students' parents thought this was a great idea. And it seemed they especially enjoyed the school year. 
By the time school was through, the students had achieved from 20 to 30% more than the other students in the entire uh, San Francisco Bay Area. At the end of the year, the principal called the three teachers in and told them, I have a confession to make. You did not have 90 of the most intellectually prominent students. They were run-of-the-mill students. We took 90 students at random from the system and gave them to you. The teachers naturally concluded that their exceptional teaching skills must have been reasonable for the students' great progress. I have another confession, said the principal. You're not the brightest of the educators. Your names were the first three drawn out of the hat. Why then did those students and teachers perform at such an exceptional level for the entire year? They were encouraged to believe that they could. And that reminds me of... uh, when we'd get ready for testing and the things that we'd do to encourage our students and on the morning news, how much I would encourage our uh, students on how much they already knew and how much they could do. And <clears throat> the encouraging words, of course, uh, help them to realize that they can actually do it and get rid of self-doubt. And it does make a difference on test scores. It makes a difference on the students. It makes a difference on the staff. So encouraging words, um, as Steele said in his uh, tweet earlier in the show, Do Matter. Another uh, piece I liked from the same book, uh, Encouragement Changes Everything from John Maxwell, was uh, written by Reggie Jackson, so a famous baseball player. Uh, he says, I'll tell you what makes a great manager. A great manager has a, a knack for making ball players. They think they are better than they are. He forces you to have a good op- opinion of yourself. He lets you know he believes in you. He makes you get more out of yourself. And once you learn how good you really are, you never settle for playing anything less than your very best. And that was Reggie Jackson. And that's that um, same concept that goes for a leader too. I mean, once people know that you believe in them and you encourage them and you're all in the same, um, have that same purpose and that same vision moving forward, um, it's hard to stop a powerful, motivated team. Uh, and then another piece I liked from that same book, Encouragement Changes Everything, was uh, help people get what they want. Psychologists say that deep down all people have certain desires in common. If you want to encourage people, help them fulfill these most basic heartfelt desires. People want to do the right thing. Stand with them. People want to find better ways of doing things. Empower them. That's a huge one. People want to achieve things for which they can be proud. Motivate them. People want to belong to a group that achieves the extraordinary. Invite them. People want to earn recognition for who they are and what they achieve. Honor them. And then I want to share a few things from uh, Big Potential. um, That Sean Acor book. And it's how transforming the pursuit of success raises our achievement, happiness, and well-being. And I've shared from this in the past, I know. In fact, uh, last time when we were talking about praise and encouragement, I talked about the cruise ship. And I talked about uh, uh, how much in that cruise ship they did. uh, Remember, they were given the the managers were giving notes to the, uh, the, the staff. And they found out how much of a difference that made. Uh, let's see. Let me read you a little bit of that because the notes, they were huge. 
Uh, okay, here we go. Think about this for a second. This crew made up of mostly young people in their 20s are literally on a floating pleasure ship, seeing the world and visiting exotic destinations, and yet the times they felt most positive and motivated were not when they got off to exploring or partying, but instead when they received a comment from their leader, spotlighting what they were doing well. Here comes the most important part. We found that when they were feeling enhanced by the recognition of a manager, they were also more likely to refract this positive energy onto the guests through friendlier and more helpful interactions, greater efficiency and quality of service, and consistently going the extra mile to make their vacations that much better. We soon realized that one of the most powerful ways to enhance a guest's experience was to ensure that managers were authentically and frequently spotlighting what their staff were doing right. So spotlighting what people are doing right. And he goes on to talk about that um, quite a bit in here in the importance of spotlighting the right. And that was something I constantly did and consistently did when I was a principal as uh, my 20 plus years, making sure that I, I um, recognized what staff was doing. And I actually did uh, my Friday focus and I went around looking for the positives and acknowledging the positives and then one of the best things you can do is publicly acknowledge the things that people are doing, um, as we've said before, and actually give them credit for what they're doing and, and value them as part of your team. As Oprah said in an interview for Super Soul Sunday, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. And then Sean Aker goes on to say, this is not to say that managers should not give honest feedback or point out areas for improvement and growth. We have to be realistic about the weakness, weaknesses or challenges we need to overcome, but we must also recognize that to improve our shortfalls and weaknesses rather than ignore them requires mental resources, strength, and energy. Praise is what provides access to those resources. It fuels us as we work to improve and grow. So that's a huge, important point. And then one of the last things uh, I like from his, um, and one thing, he says this in The Happiness Advantage, and he talks a lot about celebrating the small things, and as leaders, it's important to make sure that you're celebrating with your staff and celebrating as you encourage and praise the staff for the small successes you make, whether it's an achievement in working with students or things you're doing for the building and the progress that you're making, the little steps. And he says, uh, he refers back to the happiness advantage, his other book. He says, I talk about how the two greatest motivators for achieving our goals are perception of progress and feeling like the finish line is close. So when you have that common vision and that common purpose to working together, that can work wonders as well as uh, connecting it with some of the positive feedback and some of the encouragement and praise that we've been talking about uh, important points and some great stuff tonight and more to ponder as you're out there as a leader because it's so important for us as leaders to make sure that you're encouraging your staff and you're giving them positive praise and you're doing this consistently and you're doing it in a way that shows their value and shows that you value them so continue to do that and continue to make sure that you're taking care of yourselves and staying healthy. You're wearing masks, um, you're keeping your distance and make sure that you're 
um, following the guidelines right now. I know our area schools are going back to remote uh, learning for a while because the positivity rate is so high, our largest district. And then they're going to be moving back to a hybrid model. So the kids will be coming back in, I think, mid-January, where there'll be a half and half, kind of a mix again. And then I'll keep working with, uh, from University of Iowa, student teachers and hope maybe some practicum students as well. And that will keep going and I'll keep doing my consulting, but keep promoting those positives and make sure you're encouraging, encouraging, and encouraging to the people around you. And keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And before I forget, I don't want to forget our quote tonight, the way you see people is the way you treat them. And the way you treat them is the way they often become. And that was by John C. Maxwell. Perfect as we looked at his books tonight. And so until next time, let's remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.